Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Number one, you can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! Come along, everyone! Step right up! Hey guys, welcome to A House of a Thousand Horrors. My name is Riley. I'm here with my co-host Jordan. What up? We're letting for all you do of you who are tuning back, welcome back. For all those new here coming on to this episode, welcome. Uh, the movie we're doing today is Trick or Treat. Uh, initially, this movie was slated to release in October of 2007 for a Halloween release, but uh, I believe Saw 4 was also coming out the same year around uh, Halloween, so Warner Brothers didn't want to compete against it in fears of big opening night against them. Uh, another possible reason that the film was buried by the studio was because of the fallout from the box office disappointment of Superman Returns back in 2006, which was co-written by Trick or Treat writer-slash-director Michael Doherty, and both produced and directed by Brian Singer, who was the productive company produced this film. Uh, this was, or There was a brief talk in the film that would finally be released around Halloween of 2008 and possibly early 2009, but neither release never materialized. The film was actually finally released straight to DVD in October of 2009. That's a shame. Yeah, that's weird, dude. This didn't feel like a straight-to-DVD release. I know, because it's such a big-budget movie. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Big it didn't actors. even feel like a 2007 movie. But anyways, no, you doesn't. can find this for free on uh, HBO Max. The runtime is an hour and 22 minutes long. And we got a couple of taglines for this movie. Uh, first one's poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. Another one is, if you don't follow the rules tonight, you won't live to see tomorrow. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Sam is coming to town. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Yo, Terrible. Yeah, the mess in your pants, dude, after hearing that shit. Bro, after you just said that, I finally realized I couldn't think of the little boy's name because I don't remember them ever saying it. It's Sam. Dude, well, I'll get to that in a second because I found out it was Sam like right away. Right as you said that, I found out. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final one that we got here, Jordan, is they were started to protect us. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Sounds way overly serious for this kind of movie. Those are all pretty I rough. I, I mean, I guess the original one's good. None of them really make sense. To I think them. the first one's good. Poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. That's pretty cutesy. Right, rhymes. I'll give it to him. Yeah, there you go. Dropping some uh, 2007 heat. I mean, if that's your job, though, you just write taglines. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> your down years, dude. It's rough for 2007. <laughs> uh, so the synopsis for this movie which uh, this is the first time reading it for me, <laughs> is five interwoven stories that occur on the same block on the same night. A couple finds what happens when they blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. A high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have met the right guy for her. A group of mean teens play a prank that take it too far. And a hermit is visited by a special trick-or-treater. Damn, five spoilers in one <laughs> synopsis. Wow, yeah. Wow. Thank God I did not fucking read that. Holy shit. Well It's hard though. Uh, How do you explain it without I mean that is what it is. I you could have probably just left it off at uh you know, five interwoven stories that occur in the same block on the same night. You know. 
yeah. just left it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just could. Fuck, it's short, but I mean, God, you're just literally saying what the movie is. So, uh, my experience with this movie, dude, uh, was I, dude, I gotta just say, like the opening credits, Deadass thought this was a fucking Marvel movie. Like when the comic panels pull out and shit, I was like, dude, there's no way. I, I swear to God, if I fucking see Marvel fucking pan out to like their title card, I was gonna shit myself. But, I did uh, love that though. It was dope, dude. And uh, getting into how I knew that the little kid was named Sam was because it shows him like on the first or like first couple of comic pages when like it does all like the credits and it'll show like all of the like killers in quotes uh, that we see in this movie. So it was a little bit of like what's to come like in the comics. So that was pretty cute. Uh, (laughs) Overall, dude, if I had to like summarize this movie personally, it's like. Ooh, fake out, like, fucking just, they throw so many fake outs in this movie, it's crazy. Wait, is this your first time watching it, though? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, it's weird, because uh, I remember seeing the ending with the hermit, and, like, I was just freaked out at it, because the fucking kid was scary as hell, just crawling all over the ceiling and shit, and just, like, basically going fucking Terminator 2 on his ass, (laughs) like, just regenerating and shit, I was... Yeah, I, I was a little fucking spooked back in the day, dude. Back in the golden age of 2007. But uh, overall, no, this movie was actually kind of enjoyable, though. It didn't feel like a 2007 movie to me personally. It, it looked a lot cleaner for oh, whatever yeah. reason than what 2007 I thought looked like. Definitely. I mean, it's still pretty impressive. I completely forgot that it was two, 2007. I probably saw this in uh, like a lot of horror movies of the, of the All last the same 10 years. Time, maybe. I've seen it in probably the last five years. Oh, shit. Um, well, what would you think of the movie, Jordan? Well, I've seen it multiple times. Uh, it's like really? the quintessential Halloween movie. It's part like it's a great movie and it gets me in the mood for Halloween. Yeah, and I can't believe I couldn't remember Sam the name. I mean, I, he's become basically like the face of this movie or this franchise. Like it's taken on a life of his own. He kind of is an icon in of himself. But I completely forgot what his name was, so I'm glad to finally <laughs> scratched that itch. I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, I kept wanting to call him Pumpkinhead, but obviously Pumpkinhead is a whole nother thing. That's a, yeah. whole nother icon. But I would say <laughs> Sam is probably bigger than that. I would say more people have seen this movie than Pumpkinhead. Um, well, but, it's funny because, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was done. No, I was I was just going to say, dude, because only knowing like the name and then recognizing Sam, I, I dead ass thought this whole movie was going to be about him. Uh, kind of is, kind of has some ties to uh, a little bit. What's it called? Whatever movie we just watched, All Hallows Eve. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, to well, the art. dude. Rondo was spitting uh, the origin of All Hallows Eve, Halloween, and then what did she call it? Sawin. Sawin. Thank you, God. I feel like such yeah. a fucking idiot forgetting that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I would love to see uh, Art and uh, Sam crossover. Oh, dude, well, what do you think the Terrifier 2 is going to be? There's three-letter, you know, names. You know, it kind of works. Art versus Sam. Sounds like two old-ass white dudes, like, battling out with canes. (laughs) Art and Sam. (laughs) But, yeah, you know what? Let's get into it, though, and uh, welcome our stars to primetime, bitch. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to 
Yeah, so the budget is it's estimated at twelve million, but because of its um, straight to DVD release, there's no like gross on it, and basically, I feel like a lot of the money's been made now after the fact with streaming because it's been on over the years. I've seen it on Hulu. It's on HBO right now, and HBO's got a bunch of good stuff. So it's like it's made the rounds. Where else have I seen it? Dude, I, I feel like personally, this feels like the biggest straight-to-DVD movie, at least I've ever personally seen, because like I said earlier, dude, this dude, like back in like early 2000s, like he was a huge icon, not even like really too much indie, but more so just he was super well-recognized, the and, whole like sack head and everything. Well, this is just a, well, it wasn't like in 2007 when it was released, but this is definitely a big studio movie you know you can tell by mm-hmm. that that actors will go into and like you know the writer and director of it michael doherty he was coming off some heat like that was a good time period for him so this was like i don't know why they uh they basically predicted it as a flop before even giving it a chance which is kind of bullshit and just goes to show you how much like big production companies really know yeah and like of course release this on halloween <laughs> like yeah People are going to see it just because it's called Trick or Treat. And that was 2007. People were still going to the movies. Like, streaming was not a thing. <laughs> In 2009, streaming wasn't a thing either. And they just released on DVD. But it probably did pretty decent. I mean, this is a very... At least for people who watch, like, even a little bit of horror movies, it's pr- it's pretty uh, prolific. Uh, but, yeah, Michael Doherty, he's, he's the writer and director, which is also pretty impressive. Um, he wrote Trick or Treat. He wrote Krampus in 2015. Wow, really? Yeah, which I don't. Oh shit! I can't remember if I've seen that or not. I feel like I've definitely seen it, but like on and off though, because I'm pretty sure I watched it with a couple of my friends. But they and I, and I shit you not, they actually kept turning it off because they kept getting scared. Wow! And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I can't it's remember just Santa. if that's the one where they're all locked in that big like house at the end i can't remember if that or i might have seen one of the krampus sequels i've seen one of them on shutter but i don't know if it's actually krampus which that movie blew up too that in 2015 like that really set in motion like krampus as like in the cultural lexicon i feel like like made it more well known that was a big yeah deal. yeah um he also wrote superman returns in 2006 mm. and i know you're gonna get a bone for this he, he wrote uh X2 X-Men United 2003 Give me a second, with, which is crazy that in that uh, breakdown of when it's released date you mentioned Brian Singer because like I hope he's uh, not doing what Brian oh, Singer's God. doing you bro, so I had to get that, get, I had to get that out of my wow, fucking dude. system bro you ne- nearly fucking chat myself dude good thing we're on different channels I could just mute that bleep it <laughs> yeah make uh, sure you censor the X-Men movie as well dude I censor all your bad takes don't worry you haven't listened the episode <laughs> yeah i thought this was a solo podcast for the longest time dude well it's just weird that you mentioned brian singer in that release date because he's like a known hollywood pedo so like he's basically at this point finally like banned from hollywood but you know he did those original like 2000s x-men series so he was working with them hopefully they're not too tight <laughs> hopefully he's not getting down like that i mean you do have child murders in this but no no pee pee touching. Yeah, no, for um, real. That's what this podcast is all about, dude. <laughs> Exposing the fakes. Or I guess the real the real 
<laughs> yeah, what do you mean the fakes, dude? Like, love him or hate him, dude, but Singer was kind of real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit too real. Um, he, uh, this is very interesting to me that he's also listed as the writer for the announced Hellraiser TV series. But I don't know if that's one that's like has died in production or is like slated to still come out. Hmm. As a writer? Yeah. Huh. He he also has like like he's still on fire. That's why I can believe it, it might be recent because he has the story by credit for Godzilla vs. Kong that came out this year, which did well. Actually. Yeah. And Godzilla King of the Monsters. He has a screenplay and story by credits in twenty nineteen, which people really like that movie too. Dude, this guy gets around. Fuck. Yeah. Um, he did credit The Midnight Hour from 1985 among his influences while writing this script. Um, it's crazy, though. Not only did he write those, but he also obviously directed Trick or Treat. He directed Godzilla King of the Monsters. He directed Krampus. It's pretty impressive. Hmm. I like his style from what I've seen, which is literally <laughs> one. Actually, I saw Godzilla vs. Kong, but that's not really my style. I still gotta, I still gotta watch that, dude. We gotta cover that horror movie next. <sighs> I don't know. That definitely doesn't count as horror. If what you're getting you scared mean, by Godzilla, dude? dude, you shouldn't be doing yeah. this pod, <laughs> bro. Bro, say that when he fucking rolls up in Florida. <laughs> True. Just say that. All that CGI, though. I don't know, and and that's what breaks that's my heart. That's the horror in it. That's the scare. Godzilla, <laughs> the CGI. I mean, from 2007 to now, you know, he really. Uh, got away from those practical effects. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, you got the composer of this is Douglas Pipes, who was also a composer for Krampus. Uh, that like I don't know if it's a Disney movie, but that animated movie Monster House from 2006. I don't think that was Disney. I I want to say Pixar, but probably. Oh, and not. who owns Pixar, dude? Oh, dude, got him. <laughs> fuck off. Um. The other thing he uh, composed yet. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, dude. You're losing your composure now. You're shitting yourself. Uh, (laughs) Fucking trembling uh, uh, in your boots. Do I hear your desk shaking and shit? (laughs) Come on, man. Have you seen The Babysitter on Netflix? Ooh. 2017? Yes. He's the composer for that, which is a great movie. Really? Fuck, dude. Yeah. I feel so. Dude, I feel fucking silly not recognizing uh, the. I mean, granted, they're all different. But still, that kind of like universal talent put into those movies. That's like, what I was gonna say. You know, like this has they were throwing heat at this movie. That's why it's like, <laughs> why did they just let it not even give it a chance? And that's so weird for Warner Bros. to be like, yeah, no, nah, dude, forget the theatrical release. We got Saw Four coming out, <laughs> right? Fucking wow! What I want to mess up that timeline as much as I love like the original Saw, but still, that was back when. That time frame was so bad. It was a Saw movie every year for like nine we years. Get our movies or too competitive between each other because, God, guys, after Saw four, we have to do Saw five. Yeah, it's just within a year. Like, yeah. By that point, no one was watching those. Saw four maybe still had a little bit of heat, actually, but after that, it's real. Downhill. I feel like when you get to the fourth movie in a series, you kind of pull people back in because they're kind of just like, "What the fuck?" There's a fourth. Or maybe the third is just like, oh, it's the final one. What's crazy is I would have seen Trick or Treat in theaters because I remember going to see Saw 4 in theaters. Damn, dude, the they got school. you too, huh? Yeah. 
So fuck. I would have seen Trick or Treat because that's back when in middle school you're going to movie theaters every weekend. You see whatever there is, usually a horror movie. So I missed out on that experience. But no one cares about that, do they? No. Um, Don't remember asking Jordan, so. I feel like Krampus has a very similar style to this because not only, obviously, is he the same writer-director and he's also same composer because he won, Douglas Pipes, the composer, won Best Original Score for a Comedy Film for Krampus for, like, one of those the International Film Music Critics Awards. Really? So, yeah, I guess that counts as a comedy, so it must be silly. <laughs> well, I know that I know there's, like, dark humor in it. This movie has a lot of humor, too. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know. Um I think I saw the bits in it, but I don't think I, I would have lulled as hard. Or I don't think I had lulled as hard. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kinda more I witty. It was very lighthearted. Yeah. I don't think it's like the obnoxious comedy that can sometimes be. Oh like, no, not at all. You know, isn't this funny? <laughs> It's not like scary movie type Yeah, comedy. yeah, not like yeah. that. It's very subtle. But um, if you want to get me lolling, dude, want to get me busting a gut, changing pants like every 30 <laughs> minutes, dude, pull up Scary Movie 3. Oh, oh wait, is that the one in the house? <laughs> no. That's the one. It's like uh, um, War of Worlds mixed with like uh, The Ring or The Grudge. Oh, yeah. Either one of those two in the fucking... Yeah. Ugh. It's fucking fantastic. I love that. Oh, but Scary Movie 1 and 2 are better than that one. Even though it's still... I mean, like, yeah, but dude, that was like my childhood one. Like, 3 I grew up with. And like, the really? pee poo-poo farts, bro. <laughs> fucking comedy gold. Pissing out the finger. I'm I doing that for think, like a year straight. I think that's really all that matters, honestly, is everyone's own personal experience of, of what they grew up watching. That's really all that determines if something's good or not for the most part. <laughs> because once you get that nostalgic uh, weak point, you can fucking drive that to like the grave. It's like heroin, dude. That nostalgia. <laughs> it's addicting. <laughs> um, just to get into the actors, though, I mean, there's some heavy hitters in this, too. You got the top build is obviously Anna Paquin as Lori. She's like the little red riding hood chick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. I've done research. <laughs> Apparently... Her character Lori is named after Lori Strode from the original Halloween. Ah, uh, uh-huh. she's been everything. I mean, we don't have to cover <laughs> all of it, but she has. She's the first millennial to have received an Academy Award nomination for acting, and the first to win. She has first. Yeah, she has oh, an shit, Oscar wow. for 1994 Best Actress in a Supporting Role for The Piano. She was recently in The Irishman. Irishman, which had an Oscar nomination. She's got multiple Golden Globe nominees, I mean, and wins. She's been in everything. Um, more on our tip, she's uh has a cameo in Scream 4 opening, which is good. I like Scream 4 opening. It's very controversial, but I like it. I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> you silly goose. You slick goose. You slick goose, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um... She's rogue, and you're going to start seeing a lot of X-Men and X-Men 2 uh, ties. She's that because she plays rogue in that. Um, just to give some fun facts per her IMDb, she's bisexual and very vocal about it. She's Yes! Dude, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Got a fucking chance, Jordan. Bro, that Bro, was the worst jump She's bi that's doubled scare. odds. You just jump scared me, dude. <laughs> 
You saw it coming, though. You saw it coming, the buildup. <laughs> um, in case you're that, curious, that... she's naturally brunette, but has kept her hair blonde since she started playing Sookie Seth Stackhouse on True Blood. <laughs> you want to say that again? Of her first name and middle name are Sookie? It's Sookie Sookie Stackhouse? <laughs> Dude, you sound like you're getting fucking baited. <laughs> uh, this Dude. actually kind of pisses me off, but it's amazing. Um, she's one of the few actors to receive an Academy Award without being a professional actor beforehand. She didn't plan on acting. She went to the audition for the role that won her the, that Oscar. She was just accompanying her sister to the audition. And it's like, oh, here, <laughs> take this major role and win an Oscar. <laughs> Those stories are always nuts. He's jealous, dude. You're jealous for clout. Well, jealous. Uh, we got Brian Cox as Mr. Krieg. This is another huge actor. This is an Emmy Award-winning Scottish actor. He's in X-Men 2 as William Stryker. He's in Troy. He's Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, the 1986 like original Hannibal Lecter. And he's in that uh, recent horror movie, Autopsy of Jane Doe. I guess it's 2016, so it's been a while, but that, that was that's a big movie. He's that was in, a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Penny Dreadful as Jared Talbot, which I still haven't seen that, but oh, I've heard shit. it's really good. He's in Penny Dreadful? Yeah. Ooh, okay. He's also in an episode of the Hammer House of Horror TV series from 1980. He is in the episode called The Silent Scream as Chuck. <laughs> and apparently this is, whole, this is funny because I have Halloween references I'll go into later. These ones I didn't catch. Um like how they said Brian Cox, he wore a wig and prosthetics because he wanted to look like John Carpenter. And his, I felt a little bit of that vibe. I don't know if that would be offensive if I said that, <laughs> but he definitely looked a little bit of that Carpenter. Yeah, I just didn't get like that's what they're going for. It's, it's interesting. I thought though. it was a crazy old hermit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, his character is based on uh, John Carpenter completely, and he actually intensely tried to look, get him to look like that. Um, and then double barrel always in his house. He's locked up, just like Johnny Boy. Just like old Johnny Boy. <laughs> uh, we got the other heavy hitter. There's a lot of actors. I don't feel like covering them all, but we also got Dylan Baker as Principal Stephen Wilcox. Thank you. I was really hoping you weren't skipping out on Dylan Baker, dude. You want to know where I I know this dude from? And it's fucking weird to see him play a role outside. Can of I guess where you know movie? him from? Guess. I want you to guess, Jordan. Because I what included it. Because I knew you to have. Chubbs over it. it was Spider-Man 2 and 3 yeah. I knew it bro yeah doggy I knew it dude I made sure Freaking. to include that even though he's been in everything I included that because I'm like oh Riley's gonna get nerded out over it damn fucking straight dude I, bro the minute I saw him I'm like holy shit dude that is fucking uh, that's the lizard well not in the actual movies not yet but yeah, that's fucking Connors, Doctor Connors. Hey, do you think we'll go one episode without you bringing up the original Spider-Man trilogies, bro? Well, why don't we choose a fucking movie that doesn't have the legends of Spider-Man in it? How about that, dude? It's just too pervasive in pop culture. It always comes back to the. It 2000s. always comes back, dude. Spider-Man cannot escape it. Cannot escape it, Jordan. <laughs> uh, Michael Dirty wrote the script with Dylan Baker in mind, having seen the actor in Happiness from 1998, which is apparently what he's most known for. I don't know that movie. Uh, Neither do I. I'll, I'll be real. I, I just fully blame childhood for my Dylan Baker experience. It's like that Tobey Maguire thing. It's like I can see him in other movies, but I just, it's that, 
initial like fucking oh dude it's spider-man or it's like dr connor's like any anytime i see him it's like tainted my perception of this dude which i really shouldn't have that but i still think of it every single time i see him on screen it's weird because i have the complete opposite where i'm like where do i know him for like there's something specifically mm-hmm. i've watched a bunch and i can't pick out he's in so much He's like such a prolific character actor, and then I can't pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it because I've just seen him so much and so many random things, or I feel like there's something specific I've seen him in a bunch of times, but I don't know. Yeah, dude, seeing Dylan Baker in this movie made me just fully realize, like, wow, okay, he's actually a pretty fucking good actor. Oh, for sure. He yeah, won like, a holy ton. shit, like just his acting. Seeing him, I mean, obviously, like he's has experience, but like still, it's like seeing that person that i once knew kind of thing like do something completely different thematically altogether and like how fucking almost perfect for that character he was oh yeah like yeah just from looks alone the acting quality of it all yeah and that's why super like awe-inspiring so i I definitely should check out his other movies because i haven't seen happiness either but you said that was his biggest well yeah and and that's michael doherty wrote the script for him because he had seen it in mm. happiness and he said he's always fantastic at, at being charming yet creepy. And it, <laughs> it even says in his like, you know, there's like a trademark section on IMDb. It says frequently plays seemingly milk toast bland men who are actually concealing their dark, even evil, true natures. Though sometimes turns out to be truly only milk toast. <laughs> well, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what that's, I gotta, I gotta run it back through dude. If Spider-Man 4 wasn't canceled, if that fourth movie for Sam Raimi, if it wasn't cut off budget, if Sony didn't sell Spider-Man, dude, we would have had him play the lizard and like Dylan Baker would have been perfect for that because Milk Toast White, dude, seems all bland and, you know, nice, has darker secrets built within, dude. Yeah, and this is cl- way closer to that time, only a few years removed from Spider-Man 2 and 3, so like he's big too at this point, so like this yeah, is a this big point. movie, man. Like, they're throwing heat on it. But surprisingly, <laughs> even though he's been in a million things, um, even recently he played, uh, well, I guess I keep saying recently, but 2014 he was J. Edgar Hoover and oh, Selma. You live in the past, Jordan. <laughs> Just the years are <laughs> flying by. But still, this is, Trick or Treat is his top third known for on IMDb. So it's still like. Really? Wow. And I really feel like that's because this movie is still such, it's like a definitely a cult classic. Hmm. I feel um, like it's a very traditional movie to like check out and watch every year. You know what I mean? It just has that vibe. Yeah, it's totally re- rewatchable. It's only an hour and twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Like it keeps it moving the whole time. Yeah, there's never like any dead air. Yeah, and you'll see that too with all these actors. For the most part, like even if they've done a bunch of stuff, they're still like high up for like what they're most known for is uh, Trick or Treat, like top five. You know? Oh. Yeah. The only other person I was going to mention was Rochelle Eight Eights as Maria. Yeah. Just because I know you you like the video game references. She's uh she plays Rochelle in Left 4 Dead too. So you can do with that what you want. Wait, she play her dude? Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa! Did she play uh, herself got, in Left 4 Dead? That's all I got, dude. Fucking well. I was going to say, I can't believe you left out one of the two biggest names of this movie. Who? Brett Kelly and uh, Monica Delane. 
Tell me. Well, motherfucker, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you know right now, Jordan, dude. These two fucking legends, fucking legends, were in Like Might 2 Street Ball. <laughs> Wait, Like Mike? Yeah, I like remember Mike. that. Do you know that movie? Like Mike 2, motherfucker, Street Ball. <laughs> I've probably seen that. I know I saw the first one. You better have, dude. A fucking legend. That's like the Airbud of kids. Like, <laughs> yes. instead of a dog, it's just a little kid that can like ball like crazy. Yeah, no. When looking through uh, my extensive research of uh, the four werewolf chicks, um, I saw hey, that Monica. Yeah. I was and both doing some Brett research Kelly. too, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 I had to research <laughs> that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, but Brett Kelly, Monica Delane, they were in fucking Like Mike too, dude. So I'm I'm <laughs> fucking disappointed, they? Jordan. You clearly did not put enough research into this. Which I people you were they? In the movie, <laughs> who were they? In this movie, yeah. Oh, wait, in this movie, Brett Kelly was the uh, chubby, curly, blonde-haired kid that got poisoned by uh, Stephen. I couldn't figure out where I know him from. Is he from Bad Santa? Or he just looks... Yes, Bad Santa too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That, that's like his number one uh, oh, okay. recognizable thing. He is and memorable for Delane, I'm pretty sure she... <laughs> this is fucked up to say. I'm pretty sure she's only really known in like Kill Kill, Faster Faster, Thralls, Like Mike 2. Biggest one, by the way. And then The Breakup Artist. Which one is this? Uh, this is Monica Delane. She plays uh, Janet. Is she the sister? She's the one in the, uh, I think, the lamb maiden uh, outfit. The blonde? Tall blonde? No, the tall blonde is uh, okay. Lauren Lee Smith. So it's the other. <laughs> like uh, She's, she's next to uh, Rochelle Ites. Yeah. Yeah, she's like her bestie. Hey, I was a big fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's dude. I do know that Too Rochelle great. was played mom in a J. Cole's She Knows video, so... Shout out. Big song. Dude, no, that, that actually is fucking me, Jordan. I just fucking listened to that driving home from work this today. Really? Are you fucking... Really? That's so fucking weird. That actually just, like, broke the fourth wall, dude. <laughs> are you fucking real? That's so fucking weird. Jordan, are you listening to my fucking playlist, dude? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. I was listening to it, and I just... Wanted to throw in a reference so you knew I knew what you were listening to. That's so to. fucking bizarre, dude. That's That freaks me the fuck out. This is my last episode, Jordan. I can't fucking believe I just believe have weird to ways of showing, you know, <laughs> showing Bro, props. Are you in the car? Bro, don't worry about it. Move on, man. Yeah, apparently, but yeah, no, just getting back to it, man. I'm fucking disappointed that you didn't know those two fucking stars. Like Mike. Have you seen Like Mike? Do you even know what that is? Yes. <laughs> Why the fuck would I reference Like Mike if I didn't watch uh, I Like checking, Mike, dude. dude? I didn't know. If you call, call me a fake-ass fan, dude? <laughs> I kind of was. I didn't know if that you know cultural moment passed you by, that that shift in, in culture, if you were there dude, for that. Movies are fucking temporary, but Like Mike is fucking eternal, dude. Do you have any other actors or actresses that you want to talk about? <sighs> I already covered a motherfucker. Beautiful. Time for a little... <laughs> Black Cat and Goblin action. Ooh. Fuck Goblin. Black Cats and Goblins on Halloween night. 
All right, so we should at least talk about the opening, as any horror movie is key to its success and narrative flow. What do you think about this opening? I know you said the comic thing. Give yeah, me more. Uh, I, to be real, uh, getting into it, um, I don't know wow. how I really feel fully about it because it kind of it kind of started planting the seeds of like fake out, fake out, fake out. The pumpkin. And like seeds? I kind of got a little bit of that anxiety when she was tearing down all those decorations, and like she kept like pulling off like the sheets, and I'm like, dude. Like mm. he's, Sam's gonna fucking pop out like real fucking soon, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty strong. Uh, I really love uh, the five seconds of that that beautiful film we got inside the house. <laughs> yeah, with uh, her boyfriend knocked out. Yeah, did, uh, you didn't get the research on what movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I'll send you the uh, sauce later. Uh, actually, we should make a Patreon for uh, all those. <laughs> Uh, exclusive movie references if you want the sauce to uh, what film they were watching. Yeah, that's uh, Asbosh at 14. Trouble on Halloween. Did you just fucking spoil it? It's Jack Go Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Cool. There goes my bit. Thank you, Jordan. I like the Uh, little uh, trick-or-treat education video, too. Yeah. What? Uh, overall, I, I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh, it definitely got me a little bit anxious uh, just seeing all like those teardowns, the white sheets and stuff like that. Oh, I what, literally... What do you think, though? That's funny you say that because I'm reading my notes about the opening and one, I literally have the word fake out written because <laughs> not only is there... There's a bunch of Halloween references right out the gates because you're seeing from the killer's perspective and the breathing. Mm. And obviously, it's much lower because we find out it's a much shorter person. But yeah, like the the killer POV with the breathing. Um, honestly, I think the street just looks a lot like Haddonfield, which is cool. Like this movie does really well, like not only with the theme of Halloween, but feeling like part of that that town. Like you get, you're not just feel like you're nowhere, basically. Yeah, dude, it felt super like lively. It was. It's so weird because like obviously it's like. Is this like a horror comedy, or is this just more of like a? I would say uh, so. Yeah, yeah, like it's genre. Light. It's very lighthearted, uh, to be fair. Yeah, uh, this is definitely just like a super like, almost kind of like an invigorating sense of like, oh, dude, we're in October finally. Like, oh, this whole yeah. movie through its entirety, I was like, damn, okay, like fuck, seeing all that candy and shit, like going door to door, and like just seeing you're the, still like, trick or treating. Yeah, dude. You gotta Fuck, I got a baby that, face. I know you got that bro. boy those boyish looks, but dude. It's bro, I'm, I'm four eleven, I have no facial hair, I'm balding, uh I'm basically Casper, the friendly ghost. Dude, you I just put a little bit of white face, go up the doors, be like, Hey, uh <laughs> I'm from the Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> bro <laughs> Is that how you get those, those size? big Kit Kats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Uh, you nah, can dude, legally like, drink. You're done with you're done with trick or treating, man. We well, go you go to parties, stuff like that. That's more age appropriate, you know. Age appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. It seems like you lost the spirit of Halloween, bro. Bro, I'm gonna put a bag on your head like Sam, <laughs> scaring people out there. Ooh, and then what? Well, the <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the obvious reference to Mike Myers that I said with the fake out was a dude across mm-hmm. the street just standing there. He's got the white mask. Yeah. But that was. That's where I wrote, like, a fake out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I even got like if you want to give a real stretch to Halloween, there's like the kid that runs away in the old school clown mask, like the OG Myers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a solid opening, and then I like the comic book part too. Yeah, no, dude. Again, like seeing that, and it was so weird too because I kind of forget uh, how uh, there's there's actually quite a lot of uh, like Halloween comic series like just books in general like comic books mm. and i don't know why i guess, I guess just my my brainlit mind just kind of always thought that comic books were meant for like superhero uh you know that kind of like marvel dc stuff not so much for like actual like halloween mythos and shit going to like werewolves vampires stuff like that so i definitely liked that aesthetic and even like the little uh time stamp cards that you'd see like earlier and then later i really liked that well, if you think about it, too, I mean, really, like, the killers from all these franchises, they really are just superheroes or, like, Marvel super villains. They're just monsters, yeah. They're just a little bit bloodier, but they're the same thing. They have, like, superpowers, basically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, and we probably should mention, too, that's obviously why we picked this, because this is our first episode in October. <laughs> so, we want to... Gotta, gotta get the vibe right. Yeah, vibes. Um... Do you think this movie is scary now? Uh, now? Or when you're 10? Uh, I'll say for now, um, that probably, no, I wasn't really scared. Um, when I was 10, I would probably be freaked out by either the tits or... <laughs> what? Uh, or the fucking... Yeah, no, I was scared of the female form, dude. Terrified. Utterly... Utterly when just does that end? terrified of that. When did that end? Last year. Nice. Uh, <laughs> when I turned 21, dude. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when I was 10... Yeah, no, I, I'd say probably the, the whole, like, drowned kids and shit coming out of, like, the lake and stuff, chasing the, like, little crew of people. That'd probably scare me, just because it's all foggy and shit. And, like, you get yeah. all those gross, muddy, those fucking mud goblin designs there. And you are a scary boy, dude. We all know that, so... That would have done scaredy boy or scary boy? Oh, I like that even better. A scaredy boy. Scaredy boy? <laughs> dude, I don't know why, scared, but when you, when, you, when you put the boy at the end of that, I feel like this just has to do with my color and race. Oh, wow. Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> well, now that you said it, dude. Yeah, you are kind of a scaredy boy. Scaredy boy. Um, <laughs> we should Let's talk about the killer, though. Well, hold on a minute, dude. What? I want. I want to know your opinion. Do you think this is scary when you were 10? Do you think you'd be spooked? No, but I do agree with you. The only somewhat creepy part would probably be the kids, but... Oh! What? I'm sorry, I also forgot to mention the ceiling crawling. Uh, I really liked that now, but when I was 10, I think what would have really scared me is, you know that shot where like he's trying to unlock the door and it's like a close-up on his face? Mm-hmm. But um, there's that uh, focus on him, and so in the background you see Sam peer his head like uh upside down over the like stairwell hang oh yeah and like you see only his head kind of like poke out slowly i feel like if i was 10 and i recognized that that would scare me because i thought that kind of gave me like oh shit that's fucking good and people thought vibes. hereditary did the ceiling crawl first get out of here dude hereditary ever heard a trick-or-treat Oh, I do. I thought you were pulling a bit, being like, "Yeah, Hereditary did it first, bitch." No, and I'm like, 
I'm saying that's one of the creepiest parts yeah. from Hereditary. And well, I'm spoiling yeah. mo- other movies now too. Cool. That's fine, dude. They they've already watched it, bro. No, like any anything to do with crawling on fucking walls or ceilings will freak. I'm pretty sure the most rational person out. Yeah, but Nightmare on Elm Street did do it before all of them. Okay. Which okay. I'll get into some of those references later on in the show. Stick around. Stay tuned. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> yeah. So back to you. I'm man. off today, man. <laughs> I got a little head cold going on, so. No, it's all Thanks cool. for bearing with this me. This movie terrified you. It's fine. My bits are even more dry than they normally are, too. Like, mm. I'm not selling them at all. Dry is being generous. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, let's talk about the killer. I got a lot to say about him. So we obviously yeah. know part of his powers is he can stand on top of the ceiling like Spider-Man. Oh, Jordan took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth, dude. One, two, and back. three. Yeah, dude. Um, he can basically teleport, I'm guessing, because he's all over town all night, and he dodges and that. He's sh- definitely omnipotent a little bit. Like he has like the con- like it's weird because you see at the end when he leaves, uh, John Carpenter's house, the door just kind of opens for <laughs> John him. John Carpenter. Yeah, it's gonna be his name from now on. I like it. But uh, yeah, no, it's definitely weird though. You only really see him for like, I mean, you see him in like these small little cameos in between the other four stories. But uh, I thought overall he was a very charming person because he doesn't even he's not like a evil force. I mean, granted, he fucking murders people, but it's more so he kills the people that disrespect the tradition of Halloween. Yeah. But what's so, his deal, though? Like, is he I don't know orchestrating all these events or does he just want to be there and see the carnage or like he has like a nose for trouble and just likes to watch? He's like into watch it. Cause, I think it's that. I think he's got that nose for trouble. But I feel like, I mean, this movie is obviously silly, but if we were looking at it from a realistic angle, there's a lot of bad stuff happening in one night in one town, and he happens to be at all of them. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he or could is be... that omnipotence? He could be, like, art level, dude. He could be pulling the strings, man. I don't I don't know. I, I feel like he's, in a weird sense, he's a lot more innocent than that. Like weirdly know, enough, dude. he he's kind of like that's what he uh, wants you to think. Well, no, dude, he's he's exactly like the um. Oh fuck! What what is that? Uh, Doctor Seuss character. Uh oh shit shit. Here I'll, I'll let I'll let you do your thoughts <laughs> about it. I I gotta think of it for a second. I gotta remember. Hop on pop. <laughs> no <laughs> redfish bluefish. No, uh, he protects the trees. Oh, uh, I don't know. Dude, oh my god. I haven't no. read his recent stuff. The Lorax. Bro, yeah, no, he's the Lorax. Uh, he protects the Halloween spirit. But here's the thing, man. I don't want to spoil that yeah. too much already, but it looks like he spares John Carpenter. Yeah, but really... Think, but that's another fake out. Yeah, he's just not trying to steal kills because he knows he doesn't. he didn't earn that one. So he just gets... Mm-hmm gets to work him a little bit, but he knows that like he's not he's not about to steal steal their kills. I was gonna say there's only three um actual um unnatural forces in this movie. There's the werewolves, the undead children, and then Sam. I feel like definitely the werewolves are like not connected to Sam. Were they only or werewolves maybe? or werewolves and vampires? I no, I think they're all werewolves. Oh, I missed that then. I thought they were 
And I've seen this movie more than once. I thought they were all working together. Oh, Whoops. werewolves and vampires? I mean, maybe. I, the only reason why I say they're all werewolves is because they all kind of grew the same fangs. And even the main chick, uh, Lori, uh, when she kind of like tilts her head up and you get that angle of her like kind of transform into like a little uh, werewolf face and then goes back down to like her normal face. Mm. Thank God they didn't keep that. Like they held on to that form. They just kind of switched her back to her normal face when she went to go kill uh, Steven. Yeah, but the Fang, she looked the most like a vampire. I know, right? Well, she's a werewolf though. She like has that like canine face when she howls and stuff. Mm. But Okay. Well... He also has like some kind of like manipulating. Uh, what was it called? Bioelectricity. What did Slenderman have? Oh, it's, it was like bio. God, something. fuck, dude! You're gonna give me like, bro, fucking. This is like heat stroke over here. This is like the Marvel mashup, dude. Of villains, you got Art some Slenderman. What uh, the fuck? What are you doing? You got what are you doing? Freaking, I'm Don't just going based put on the art movies. Slenderman in the same fucking. Get the fuck out of here. Here's how I view it, man. Because like, who are you gonna pick no. as the strong? They're almost all like um, the HMU. They're like Horror, extensions oh of the greater evil, right? And they're all like the terrorizers of that section in of that town. You know, but they all have, because they all seem to have a lot of the same powers, the teleporting, the, you know, he can manipulate electricity, right? Because he's like blowing out lights and stuff. Mm. He's crawling the ceiling. I think. He can regenerate. Uh, I think he's probably like a, he's more so like a, he, I think he's a manifestation of Halloween spirit. Like, I think that's what Sam is. He's just literally like a physical form of what Halloween like is in quotes. And I guess that's why you see him all around when, like, the actual supernatural shit happens. Because he's more or less, like, a spectator. But, like, when he sees people slacking on that Halloween grind, like, he doesn't play around. Like, he just goes in. So you don't think he's somewhat orchestrating or it's like... I don't think so. No, I, I really don't. I like the idea, though, that he's some kind of manifestation of that. Yeah, I, I, I like the concept of, yeah, he just spectates, but... When, like, he sees someone's, like, slacking off. Because he's more or less, he's like, yeah, murders and shit, that's just Halloween spirit. Fuck it. I'll <laughs> let him do that. Fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, dude. His you mask know, really up. reminds me of the mask from, uh, or, like, his, yeah, it's a mask. His, like, head piece <laughs> it reminds me of. Yeah, his sack head. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, Nightbreed, the killer Nightbreed. I don't know if you've seen that, but he has, like, a button Nightbreed. face. Button face and it mask. Came up before, oh yeah, nineteen like ninety. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Um, but I actually do like that he has the pumpkin head underneath the sack mask. <laughs> yeah. No, I found that pretty cute. I, I definitely, I, I don't know why. Something about Sam is just a very charming. Yeah. Character, like, because he wasn't like a super dickish spirit. Like he wasn't like a asshole. Like he only really killed other assholes. Like granted, most horror movies do have assholes, like get killed. As opposed to just innocent people sometimes, but... But you could totally look at it as he's some kind of embodiment of evil or something if he's, like, going to watch all of these events, every bad event he's there for. Just chilling. It's just Halloween spirit, dude. He's just looking on the lollipop like, yeah, I did that. 
Yeah, but like, here's the thing, though. Can you blame him for just watching something go down? Like, he only really has... He only steps in when, like, it's Halloween, like, spirit on the line. Otherwise, he just chills out and watches. But what's Halloween? Halloween spirit, though, like, why... He wants people yeah, to get like killed, decorating though. spirit... Huh? He definitely wants people to get killed, though. He's not, like, stopping anything. People that don't believe in Halloween, yeah. But what about the... Well, that's just the ending. What about the werewolf action you know he's there for that well yeah watching the carnage that's just tradition dude yeah werewolves (laughs) have to eat bro i guess i don't know man i think it's a little fishy that he's there for every single time he's got he's got something up his sleeve and speaking (laughs) of his sleeve that sack how come he's got like a regular little kid hand but then is also made has a actual pumpkin head and his insides are like pumpkin guts because uh well, that's the thing, because that's, like, the, the physical, like, manifestation of Halloween spirit. It's, like, you have, like, scarecrow, pumpkins, the child's, the childish spirit, like, the childish form of going to houses, getting candy. I love his fucking weapon, by the way. Super fucking <laughs> uh, cute with the fucking razor blade and the chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. You mean the like, lolly? Well, no, there's the lolly, which is like his axe, and then he has like his knife, which is like the razor blade tucked in the chocolate bar that he uses a couple times, like cutting at people's legs and shit and like stabbing uh, what's-her-face, the girlfriend in the opening. Mm-hmm. He's got some super strength a little bit, too. Yeah. But you can he still- fucking he, lifts. You can just chuck him, though. He can still be chucked. Yeah. I do, I do like the fucking, the silliness of the whole shotgun scene. He just teleports. Shit, like they getting blown like literally across the house and shit. Oh, I love that. And like, bro, he, but he's built like a Terminator though. Like he just fucking gets back up and his little fucking hand crawling and shit. Yeah, he rips the old man's hand like backing up too. Like, yeah, dude, fucking breaks it almost or just does that kind of like movie esque like like I guess what what is it called like uh, not pressure point but like well, when you just twist someone's limb yeah. and they're like, uh, uh. yeah, it's like some jujitsu. Yeah, dude. He's got martial arts under his belt. He's also got telekinetic powers. How he opens the door when he's leaving, just like doesn't even need yeah. a door handle. So, but all in all, though, yeah, he he's I, he's a very charming killer. I feel like as well, like he's the least evil that we've covered so far. Yeah, but that could be what mm. makes him so sinister is that he looks so cute, and then like, yeah, he just fucks you up. Yeah, it's a it's a different angle. That's the thing. All these killers. Mm-hmm. All these extensions, they all have their own angle. His angle is like, I'm not going scary. I'm going cute. And then that's what makes it so scary because he thought I was trying to be cute. Little now, guy. here's the thing, dude. Is he, and you know what? I don't think we've ever actually covered this, but I feel like this is something good to bring up. Is his killing justified? Mm. Well, he does get some assholes <laughs> killed. Yeah. I mean, I guess we, it would be a little ridiculous to say the first girl deserves to die. To say, I don't think the first girl deserved to <laughs> Just die. She like, it was like only it. literally a couple minutes till midnight, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's this whole thing, right? If you don't like Halloween, you're donezo. Yeah, if it, well, if you just straight up like shit on Halloween spirit or like just don't believe in it, yeah. Like if you don't follow the traditions, then he'll he'll just fuck you up. Yeah. But it's weird though because it's not like he has an eye on everyone. Just he like walks around like spectating like i said earlier he just walks around with the crowd of kids but he can't straight up teleport 
Oh, yeah, pr- probably. Yeah, most definitely. And I was going to say, maybe he's a really, really old, you know, ancient entity going back to these old traditions. But no, because, you know, he wears like maybe like a 1920s mask. He knows trick-or-treating. So he's he's not that old. Technically. Yeah. I mean, dude. I think Sam's just one of those people that the game changes and so does he. Like, we really don't know his origin, which is like something we don't need uh, because he's already a very Speak for concrete yourself. character. What's up? Speak for yourself. I could use the Sam origin story. Really? Yeah. I, I think he's perfect where he is, though. I'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no harm done, but definitely I could de- if they tried doing it, dude, because there's a second movie coming out, right? That's... What we'll talk about. I don't know. Maybe. Probably okay. not. It's kind of like in talks, really. We'll see. We'll see? All right. Yeah. All right. But uh, if they try doing an origin, I don't know. Because I feel like where he's at right now, like on speculation levels, I think that's perfectly fine. Like, don't don't go too deep. I could have you know swore. Because I mean? it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I could have swore that they did give some background on him, but not really. Well, at first, I thought, dude, when he started haunting uh, John Carpenter, uh, towards the end, after he leaves and it has that zoom in on the picture of the bus driver, and that's the reveal that, yeah, John Carpenter was the bus driver for all those uh, funny little goofball critters there in the, in the, the all those the slick bus geese full of sillies. in the bus. Bus full of sillies. <laughs> Uh, when it was zooming in on that one kid with the skull mask, I'm like, oh, wait, shit, are you, there's no way you're trying to be Sam. But then we, you know, then the camera pans over to the actual bus driver, which is John Carpenter, and you're like, oh, okay, things start to connect, but... Well, it's funny, yeah, too, I don't, he just kind of slings that <laughs> pillowcase behind him. Oh, yeah. Kind of like art. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, no, there's that, de- art was definitely inspired, bro. Well, I do want to talk about some kill thoughts. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Biggest thing, I had no idea until I just read this. Uh, well, I guess I should just, uh, I'll kind of ruin it in a sense before we talk about the kill thoughts. off the band-aid, dude. Every single death in the movie occurs off camera. The deaths are either obstructed by something or the camera cuts away right before a character dies. Isn't that crazy? I never realized that. Fuck, yeah. Which shows you, if done right, you can totally pull that off. Super silly question. Was this movie rated R or PG-13? So, it's R, because you got the boobies. Has oh, you're absolutely fucking right. But besides yeah, that, if I, if I didn't know that was in it, I would have said PG-13. And I think there's almost... Yeah. There might be a cut of it being PG-13. Huh. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so weird. I'm I'm trying to think of... I mean, because you see, like, violence on screen, but yeah, you don't see kills. I'm trying... Oh, fuck, I'm trying to think Isn't of... is that crazy? Uh, really blew my mind. Yeah, shit. I'm, yeah, because the werewolf thing, there's already dead bodies there. Everything's off. Wow, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, because even the girl running away from Stevens, dressed up as the vampire, like, she's killed off screen, too, but you see your dead body... Wow, what the fuck, dude? Huh. Yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh. Okay, shit. Well, I guess. Honestly, it could have easily uh, post kill thoughts. This could have been PG thirteen. Easily, yeah. That's 
very, very weird because even some of the gore wasn't too, too bad, to be fair. Um, I feel like the most graphic it got, personally, was just the opening. Yeah, and that was effective, I think. The whole, like, sheet, blood sheet thing, that was awesome. I liked it. They honestly should have just, if they were smart, they would have just made it PG-13 then and released it on Halloween back in 2007. Um, Are you still with me? Hello? What did you do? Mute yourself? Yes. <laughs> wow, dude. And I'm leaving. You scared, me so, you scared me so hard I had to fucking change pants. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, that apparently earlier cuts removed the sequence with um, Principal, what is it, Wilkins? Yeah, Wilkins. He was carrying the kid he just poisoned into his foyer, you know, when he's dragging the body in. Mm-hmm. And it was due to studio pressure. And he said, I fought like a motherfucker to get this back into the movie. They wanted it <laughs> cut more for its comedic sensibilities than its content, as they briefly toyed with the idea of making this a straightforward horror movie. Mm. So, I, I don't I don't know if this movie was just, if it was full throttle horror, I don't know if it would be as like, I don't know. I, I definitely see potential in a full throttle horror, but definitely I feel like because how this movie handles a lot of its like, horror elements in a very kind of like spiritualistic like lighthearted, campy kind of ordeal it makes it a lot more like of a traditional movie to go check out yeah. in the season of October I agree well I think the rewatchability and like the comfort like it's almost like a comfort movie in a sense like it's yeah no definitely I, I wanted to say that earlier but then we were talking about some of the kills and like especially that like food poisoning that uh, I forgot the I forgot the actual character's name but uh, Brett Kelly's character Getting poisoned and shit. Dude, at first when he was puking up all that chocolate, I thought that was like blood and shit. I thought that was like a razor blade in his like candy. Yeah, it does look gross because it's so dark. Yeah. Um, dude, that that like throw up effect was actually pretty good. I don't know how they like accomplished that. Oh, usually it's just some like pressurized little hose. hose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spurting. God, when it hit the camera on that like one angle down below like the staircase, that that was like I was like, oh fuck, dude! Mm. Like, cause you heard that kind of bubble effect of like a burp and shit. Sound, the sound in this was pretty good. The sound quality and everything, and like kills. Oh, definitely. That that was another good like kind of plus side to it. But yeah, dude. I can't uh, really think because I mean you don't see any of the teenagers get killed. No. Um. Yeah, I mean the fat kid was probably. The only one we really got, and then I think that was the most on screen, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't on screen, but it was well, the yeah, most. Yeah, him dying, like, or at least being poisoned. Dude, can we talk about that one fucking kid in the uh, fucking body bag? Uh, in the clown costume that he went to go bury in the backyard. That is him, the fat kid. No, it's not. Because he's he's struggling to get out. And uh, Wilkins has to beat him up and, like, kill him again. Like, he has to, like, se- like double tap on him. Oh, is that what it is? Because the fat kid's decapitated in the basement when they're, like, carving the pumpkin and shit. Or is that what, no, isn't it, aren't they just putting his body in there? No, because it's, like, uh, there's, like, a kid in, like, a clown outfit, like, struggling to get out. And, like, he's, like, crying and shit like that. And, like, you see him kind of stomp on him 
while talking to John Carpenter and shit, <laughs> trying to like shut him up. Yeah, that part's dark. He's fucked up, dude. I feel like, to be fair, that was probably the most like R-rated thing you could do, like quote unquote killing a child on camera. That's what makes it crazy is that there's two kids. He's a like a kid serial killer, basically. Yeah, so that's what makes it so dark. But the honestly, his whole every scene he's involved with is like pretty comedic the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, especially just because knowing. Uh, this actor previously, I, I it definitely gave a lot more of like, oh, it's just Dylan Baker being Dylan Baker. Like, oh yeah, I didn't really perceive it as like something super horrific, as it's kind of like shown off to be in the movie sense. But it's so weird because when, also- when you say it on paper, dude, it sounds really fucked up. It's like, yeah, no, he's just trying to like double tap a kid he's trying to bury in his backyard while John Carpenter's trying to tell him to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, it's and really it funny. Down. You got to see it. It's like, dude, it's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did they, Rips off his finger and shit. They must have implied that the dog died. For oh, it John did. Carpenter. It did? Because yeah. they said they shot a, a scene showing that the dog was actually still alive, but decided to keep his implied death. Mm-hmm. How did he die? Though? I don't remember. Oh, he just went upstairs and uh, Sam fucked him up. Because you could hear him, like, wince and shit, like, whine. Oh. Like, kind of do that whole, like, typical... Okay. And then, like, you hear Sam humming, and then the dog's, like, whimpers start to just, like, quiet down. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, it's pretty fucked up, dude. That's what's weird. Like, again, like... Yeah, it's very... Dude, because you want to say, like, off the bat, it's, like, a very campy, nice comfort movie. But then when you talk about it scene by scene, a lot of it is fucked up. I almost... I don't really think it's campy in that sense, though, because... Yeah, not, like, campy super comedy, but just... It has like a lot of spirit into it. I don't know how else to say it other than it's just like a very traditional movie to go watch in October. Yeah, and usually campy isn't like this. Feels like very, like highly produced and like shot well and like you know. Yeah, that's why I can't. It feels ageless. Yeah, I threw twenty mil at it. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said twelve mil. Uh, maybe who knows what I said, dude? You said twelve mil, dude. <laughs> it's been an hour. I could have said anything, dude. Don't, don't track what I'm saying. Yeah. What are you uh, recording just on the me, same dude? track here. We're talking about Trick or Treat, right? Yeah, it's it 12 million, dude. All right. You win that round. Yeah. Oh, I know, dude. I know. Um, I already got. But yeah, uh, any other kills that you thought were pretty? No. I mean, that's all. Pretty f- iconic? It's all for me, dude. I would like a little taste of that. Corn syrup. Oh, dude. My favorite. I wonder if all this blood is just corn syrup, you know, like these characters are walking around with just corn syrup in their veins, you know? Let's get a shot here. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh God, that's blood. All right, so I got my kill count at, I had 19. I don't know, like, I'll be real. Uh, I don't know how you got 19, because first watch, I, I think I only got like 10 or so, because trying to, like, recount all of it in my head, we have... In chronological order, like the girlfriend, we got uh, the fat boy. Yeah, we got the clown boy. But I guess you didn't include that because you thought it was the. Yeah, I didn't include that one. Fat kid. So I was gonna yeah, say so it could even be more than nineteen, but I'll let you keep going. Maybe. Well, because shit, because you got that, and then immediately after uh, those two kids die, we go straight to. I'm pretty sure the next kills, which are like the group of kids, right? So then you got the girl at the Halloween is, party. At the block party. She gets killed by the vampire. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's four, and then you got the kids, which is I think also four. I thought they said eight. More. Eight on the bus. Oh, well, oh yeah, when they're doing the backstory, yeah, that's eight. Okay, so then that's twelve. But then I'm um, including the four that died through doing that prank on yep. Rhonda. So Speaking of which, 16. another movie that they say retard. I think it was three in a row. Rhonda yeah, the retard. I see it a lot too. <laughs> yeah. So that's already 16. Shit, Jordan, you might be then right. Yeah, because then Principal Wilkins. Yep, you got him. I threw two in it. for the vampire bonfire party. Call it hot dog yeah. and baby costume. <laughs> I gave him two for that. But technically, it okay. could be a bunch more. So, yeah, we, yeah, no, we actually got about shit. Yeah, we got about like 21 kills, including John Carpenter at the very end. I think he was the 21st kill. Yep. If you're not including all the off screen deaths of. Uh, well, technically, they the all are. That's why it was hard because normally I say like mm, if it's implied, if you see the dead body. Yeah, but these are all pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, they die for sure. Like, it's not left up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, except for the dog, which is an incre- incredible like feat that they pulled off. To be honest, like, what an interesting choice to like. We're gonna have a ton of kills, and yet still not show them, but also not shy away from it. It's a very interesting choice, but I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, because you don't even realize until you bring it up in conversation that, like, yeah, every single kill in here is off screen. I wouldn't have I known that if I didn't see that online. Yeah, I'll, I'll be real. I think it's just because you see the violence take place and then you just see the aftermath. You don't see, like, the climax of it. It just proves that you don't need to show, like, the actual throat slit and stuff. Like, that doesn't really do anything for anybody. You know, you've seen it a million times. Like, I don't need to see that. Like, I know what happened. Yeah, but some people, some sometimes you can. I mean, it's so overused, but sometimes you can get some pretty crazy reactions, like from Candyman. Oh that yeah, yeah, the yeah, new that one. throat slit, and then even uh, what's it called, the Terrifier, that fucking poor uh, coworker oh. of uh, Mike, I think. Yeah, like his fucking throat slit. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. No, no, you're but right. definitely though. Yeah, it's. I know what you're saying though. It's an overused trend that you don't need to convey like the kill or it's not yeah. going to really impress anybody. Yeah. Especially since a lot of them were basic. Like when he's just doing the lollipop, like that is going to be a pretty basic slash. So it's like mm-hmm. it really wasn't necessary. And it can almost take the quality down. If you show it rather than just like, yeah, he just did it with the lollipop. Yeah. And a lot of movies that do that, especially with the high kill count, like they're just disposing to people like, oh, slash that like they show it. And it can, it can take <laughs> away from your band. Like you got to be somewhat unique or interesting when you do it yeah what's your favorite kill though favorite kill dude i'll be real i think my favorite kill might be the oof i'm kind of tied to be honest because i really like the whole werewolf camp kill just because it's like it it was kind of one of those fake outs i felt like it was coming but i wasn't fully there until like i fucking saw that Lori just kind of walked back and like threw fucking steven like all broken apart and shit destroyed and i was like wow i was like all right that fu- that actually kind of surprised me and another one would probably have to just be um <laughs> i don't it, yeah, it doesn't count for Sam getting killed and then coming back to life, right? No. No? All right. So then, yeah, the the werewolf camp, I feel like, okay. was my, that was probably my favorite. The whole Just sequence. seeing, like, 
that wrangled up body of Steven all like covered up in that red riding hood cloak. Yeah. And that kind of one liner that she gave him that he pulled on her and then she just fucking countered that right back to him. Oh yeah, the little red riding hood line. Yeah. Such big guys you have. I, I thought that was pretty dope. I gotta give it to the the fat kid with the head. Really? Cause just cause it, well, a couple of reasons. One, just like we said, it's so dark that he's killing a kid, but also, and he's the principal, and also that just the amazing reveal of that him and his son are waiting to carve this kid's head. Like, that's, like, we're off to the races when this first whatever it is. Yeah. Like, damn, this is dark. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about that, but then I was also thinking like should we include that to the kill or only include when he's like food poisoned and like throws up and shit because um, that's because technically he doesn't die on camera because he passes out yeah and then he drags his body over but actually i don't know because there was a lot of it was weird because at first uh when he was dragging the kid's body in the house it looked like chocolate on his shirt but then when like kids started like knocking and shit and they like, opened the door you see like blood then <laughs> yeah so like i i mean maybe he actually did just straight up die Oh, I'll give I give like the dude. principal death the honorable mention just because like he deserved mm-hmm. it the most for sure. Oh, definitely. And it oh, totally flipped it on him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I I just like the whole yeah, what comes around goes around of the principal. But definitely, I I'm like right there with you with the kid kill. <laughs> yeah. Well, just love killing kids, bro. Would get any better than this? Um, special effects, we definitely you know. What you know, the use of practical and CGI, set design, all that fun stuff. This movie had a lot of practical effects, which I noticed off the rip, and I thought it was awesome. And yeah, totally Does it sets have any this movie CGI apart. In it? What I, I didn't catch any CGI other than just like the autumn leaf for the cutscene or the flashback. I didn't really see any that I can think of. Yeah, I'm sure maybe just to clean up some practical effects, but right. Like, it might have been used, but not not to where you would know. Like, technically, probably, like, the comics mm-hmm. or whatever. Stuff like that, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, that post kind of art style editing. Mm-hmm. I thought... Yeah, so good on them, dude. I was got confused, too, because I knew I had seen the werewolves from somewhere. And I was thinking it was the guy... I can't think of his name. The guy who did American Werewolf in London. Like, the really famous guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the body morph. Yeah, when I looked it Shit up... like that. I know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's... Ooh. Well, it, they were the werewolves were created by uh, Tadapulo Studios. Sounds Greek. Um, they're the same studios that did the Lycans and the Underworld trilogy, and that's what, oh shit! I was really? like, that's what it is. They look identical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've only seen one of those movies, but the mm-hmm. one I have seen looks exactly like those werewolves. Huh. Okay. And I knew shit. it was practical because I could see the like the werewolf's head like moving and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, one one CGI was just uh, seeing her face morph when she like kind of looks up to the sky howling. Right. But that's like it, though. That's like literally the only CGI and that, looked that good. I caught. Yeah, it, it looked practical a little bit. I mean, there's only so much. I mean, that's how CGI should be used, really. Oh, yeah. I don't think it should be used for creating a full-on effect, more so just to tidy up practical effects, if anything. And I really think that lends itself to why... This is such a beloved movie. Whether people know it or not, that's why they love it. It's cause, partly because of practical mm-hmm. effects, but it just... I'm really, like, hell-bent on this right now that, like... <laughs> I, I love the pumpkin guts. No, that was amazing. Sam. Yeah, that was amazing. That was also really cool. That was an awesome effect. 
Seeing the hand crawling Diffusing. too. Yeah, that was all practical. You could tell. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, trying to think of like any. Well, I get. I did have a quote specifically specifically from Doherty that he said the werewolf transformations are done practically with CG enhancements because he knew that full CG transformations don't always look the best. And he's right. It would look so corny. Dude, that was back in 2007, like before CGI really kind of like took over for the remainder of like 2010 onward. Yeah, and what we would have been watching, we wouldn't have (laughs) wanted to rewatch this because it would be so dated Mm -hmm. if those were CGI transformations. And yeah, just go ahead. Well, did, I think the stripping of the skin might might have been CGI too. Like, oh no, I don't think so. I think no. what they did for that was like, um, like silicone, like flesh sleeves that they just pull off uh, outside of their costume. I don't think that was CGI. Maybe but like the, the skin didn't look the best though. It looked like a weird kind of like tubular. That still sounded like good though. Outfit. I definitely, I, I like cringed a little bit because I was like, fuck, like ripping off your skin and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and like the her, ripping oh, part looked dude, her back and shit when they like yeah. uh, cut her like back with like their nail and then pulled out the skin and shit and you could see like all the tendons and shit, like the fur growing on her back. Yeah, that's where I think there was a little bit of CG in part of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but still, it looked great. It was fucking all. It was gnarly to look out and dude, the fucking song blasting out and shit like that i love that dude sweet dreams dude i do when i fucking that that whole sequence i was fucking grinning from like ear to ear i'm like dude you got like fucking music the effects the just the cinematography of it all oh it's perfect i think that's to be honest i think that's probably one of my favorite scenes of this movie yeah, and it, it is also doing a reveal at the same time, so it all just works so nicely. Yeah. And then you have uh, Sam. He's watching him with his, probably with his yeah, lolly. Yeah, he's chilling out on a little log, kicking and, his feet and And shit. the sequence changes, like the, his head basically. Becomes the moon. Yeah, I love that too. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And then you got the comic book scene earlier. I love that. All that was yeah, super, smooth. super smart cinematography. Absolutely. I also like the disturbed kids on the bus. Like you could tell it was a flashback, but it just looked those kids looked disturbing in their masks, and it was just shot really cool. It, dude, yeah, because it, it was honestly like that blend of like, you know, you feel a little bit disturbed, but then you feel real, you feel a lot of pity and like empathy for them too, because they're like chained and shit. Oh, I didn't feel bad for them at all. You feel bad at them? For <laughs> just what? kidding. Damn, dude. Uh, well, apparently, actually, well, not the only one, those all were kids with, like, disabilities, basically. The yeah. eight kids they used. Apparently, mm. they had a fun Oh, time. actually? Yeah. Like, if, oh, like shit, the actors. Okay. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's nice. Yeah. Definitely good to uh, include that. Tell me more. Uh, That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is also the, the part. Well, did you have anything about the effects you want to talk about? No, nah, I, I kind of just went off that fucking that whole werewolf reveal that I feel like is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it was great for obvious reasons. This is the part like, where we also pre-game before the transformation too, huh? We include the tidbits and stuff. There's so much about this movie. I don't want to just like list stuff off essays and shit, but. Yeah. Go off with the most interesting if you think, Jordan. Um 
I, one thing, Brian Cox, who's a John Carpenter, <laughs> added the wheezing <laughs> yeah. to his breathing during his segment, leading Michael Doherty to add it to the flashback sequence of the bus driver crawling out of the lake. Mm, okay, cool, cool. This was really cool. The kid with a lollipop, Sam, who peeks, or no, I'm sorry, the kid with the lollipop in his mouth who peeks in on the girls in the changing room when we first meet them when they're trying on their costumes is the actor who plays Sam throughout the rest of the movie. That's what I was thinking, dude. I, I kind of felt that where I was like, are we going to see like the little kid actor for Sam like in another character? That's pretty dope. Yeah. I, I didn't know no, but I was definitely thinking like, because you never see that kid anywhere else in the movie. Yeah, and they also... Apparently, like, you can see, I remember saying that, like, there's a specific point where you can pause it and, like, when the comics intro is going on, you can... You can see all the killers. Yeah, but you can also see the kid who plays Sam as well. Really? Oh, maybe that's what, uh... Because, yeah, they they also showed, like, a couple of actors, I think, in the whole comic book intro. And I feel like I definitely maybe saw him, but I, I paused the movie a couple times just looking at some of the, uh... Uh, pages and stuff because it was super interesting yeah i mean they have like a little tidboy tidbits out that the the kid who plays sam his name's quinn lord i don't know if we mentioned that yeah quinn lord dude i uh, feel old i saw his age oh how old is he dude he's fucking 22 he's only one year older than me but like it's it's crazy he looks like it's crazy. I will. You always. I feel like like what this movie was then. This movie is the first time where I'm like, wow, I cannot believe this 2007. Well, I'm just seeing this and like this is no diss by all means, but he definitely looks like somebody that would be in Stranger Things, and I'm surprised he isn't. Oh, it's by the way, I, I messed it up. It's if you pause at the exact end of the title montage, so at the very end, like the very last point that you could stop, that's when you'll see mm-hmm. Sam's real face. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Pretty dope, though. Sprinkling in, like, little Easter eggs and shit. Um, I mean, there's just so much. I hate to so much. stall it. No, it's all good. We can just do, like, let, let's say, like, two more. <laughs> okay. Keep it keep it to a minimum. Um, but make sure Billy, they're good, Jordan. Billy is dressed similar, similar to Chucky from Child's Play. Bibs, overalls. Uh, bib overalls, excuse me, striped long sleeve shirt and red hair. I okay, bro. I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to sound like a fuckhead, being like, "Oh, bro, he's just a reference to Chucky." Because I felt like that was the low hanging fruit. There's a lot. So that that was an actual reference, right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. I can't believe. Okay, okay. This dude is steeped in uh, references. Like he knows what he's talking about. If you see all the references. Um, this is actually, I won't definitely want to include this cause this kind of, this reminds me of Terrifier in the sense that this movie is based on Michael Doherty's animated short film Seasons Greetings from 1996, which debuted the character wow. of Sam. Huh. And he's done a couple of shorts, like real short shorts, <laughs> like a few mm-hmm. minutes of Sam after this movie. Oh, after the movie. Yeah. I'd like nice. to see. Him. Okay, shit. They're just with Sam, I think. Okay. Um, the film had title changes though before the actual filming began. It was actually originally titled Seasons Greetings, 
like the short film. Mm-hmm. But it was changed because obviously it sounds like a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, then it changed to Halloween Terrors, Jack-O-Lantern Tales, October the 31st, and Trick or Treat with the actual OR. And the final title was kept, but since there's already a movie of the same name out, they changed the spelling to Trick or Treat. Which I guess, hey. I, I, like, I like this movie title, Trick or Treat. Yeah, and I can't believe, I mean, it's obviously been done since they couldn't use it, but there's not a movie anybody actually knows with that name, which is crazy. So they basically got it for life or for like, like the next 20 years at least. <laughs> what, Trick or Treat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's such a ubiquitous saying. Everybody associates with Halloween. So mm-hmm. like basically they got somehow they pulled it off to where like now they own that basically. <laughs> well, good on them. Yeah. A little monopoly for Halloween now. There's actually a lot of references to the thing because of obviously John Carpenter. Actually, really? Yeah. When um, Mr. Krieg, a.k.a. John Carpenter, says, you've got to be fucking oh, kidding me. Kid- yeah, with the hand crawling. Yeah. I was thinking that, and I'm like, no, there's no way. I was thinking, course, like, no, dude. that's a little bit far reaching for me. I, I was thinking, at least personally. Uh, see, I'm the opposite. I'm always like, oh, that's that. And I. Really? Okay. I didn't want to, like, reach too far, but definitely was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm like, dude, there's a fire there. He's on the ground with a shotgun. I'm like, dude. Right. I was like, I wanted to tell you, but then I didn't want to get clowned on for, like, bro, you're just, you're just too much of a fanboy. There's actually That's fucking dope though. I like that a lot. There was like some deep references to Carrie, which I had Carrie written down as one of the references. Really? Oh yeah, because I'm like, this whole Ronda the Retard thing is straight out of Carrie. I like Oh. They're like mm. bullying her and it's a With setup. Rhonda. And there's like the mean blonde girl and she's setting him up to like make make her think the boy's attracted to her. And then she turns mm-hmm. around on him. That was all very Carrie inspired, I could tell. But there were some deeper mm-hmm. cuts with like I'll I mean, I'll have to find it. There's literally so much that I found about this. <laughs> I'm like, it's never ending. Post pod, we'll, we'll cover the rest of that. Yeah, we'll do it on part two. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was something along the lines of some house was like modeled after um, the carry house. There's a, like I say, it's deep cuts. But it, there's a reference to Christine... In the uh, school bus massacre, there's a bright red Plymouth Fury. So it's just like there's hmm. this guy knows what he's talking about. Okay, so he's definitely got a lot of shit under his belt. He yeah he knows he like did it intentionally. <laughs> so like um, you yeah, obviously yeah. have the house on a haunted hill, um, the original plane in the background. What was what scene was that? I wrote it down. Sorry, say that reference oh, again. It was it. House on Haunted Hill. It was when John Carpenter was watching the shows and all he could find was Halloween shows. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny one. I didn't know, too, because of, you know, you got Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. They actually did uh, a, scare go- a scare zone in 2017 of Trick or Treat. I would have liked to go to that. Really? Okay. Because I feel like, obviously, I feel like I've definitely seen Sam, the character, almost at least once every single Halloween. Oh, yeah. Whether there's toys. Like in media or just, yeah. There's a bunch that was a 2017 merch. thing? Yeah, I might have actually been at that one and just either not remembered it or not have been to that part. Maybe. I mean, shit, like 10 years later after the movie, they finally made a whole... Well, multi- it's like 
you know, continued on. If anything, it's gotten more popular. That's what's crazy. Yeah. I'm just surprised it took that long. But then again, this was like a straight-to-DVD movie, so it really wasn't as big theatrically speaking. But Well, on streaming, I think it just, when actual streaming platforms came about, you know, like mm-hmm. low-budget, or not low-budget, but not big movies, basically, that aren't huge Not AAA movies. Yeah, like huge success movies that, like, you know, they have to do mm-hmm. a bunch of negotiating. I feel like Trick or Treat, like, a few years ago, and even still kind of now, it's always on something, but it's, like basically streaming platforms were able to just get it for cheap, throw it on there. So like so many people have seen this movie. I think I even saw it on one of the free ones on like Tubi or something before. So it's always around. Yeah, they, stream, they stream a lot of uh, like both indie and big films. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's all cover with that. I mean, I did have my own references. I thought like, I thought the uh, old school, like with a flashback with the kids on the bus was like very Nightmare on Elm Street too with the kids on the bus and like driving it mm. off the cliff and the bus driver was kind of like the Freddy Krueger guy and all the parents were trying to cover it up, you know, and like so I, I definitely got Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 vibes from that. Got a couple of personal crack theories. Yeah, from the, the Carrie one, I found it. It's uh, Rhonda's house was modeled after the White's residence in Carrie. Oh, shit. Which totally makes sense. No, I think That's cool. Uh, it was inspired by a scene towards the end of the De Palma Classic where the house was lit by a number of candles in the windows, mm. which foreshadows the scene in which Rhonda and Carrie seek revenge on their tormentors after a prank gone wrong. Prank gone wrong. So gone that wrong. one was pretty, pretty apparent to me, but... Honestly, just for future reference, Riley, if you see anything in any horror movie, it's either a homage or a ripoff. If they're all right, bro, because if it's intense. that that whole hand crawl scene, I immediately thought of the thing, and I, I wanted to call it real bad, but I'm like, mm. I was like, maybe, maybe. But ever since you said that, uh, Cox was pretty much his character was based around uh, John Carpenter. I kept thinking about it more and more, and I'm like, dude, that that has to be a fucking callback then. Yeah, and I even think, well, John Carper didn't do Halloween like five and six, but they have the the references to Sawin and that too, and that Mike Myers is tied to that because of this cult and stuff. So like, even that ties to it. There's a lot of Halloween references. Shit done. I mean, which is unavoidable, especially if you're gonna do a movie on the holiday of Halloween. The movie Halloween is tied to that. And that's probably just another thing, too, of why it feels like such a traditional movie to watch because it's so intertwined with all other kind of horror media. Yeah, I, I think that's the way you do it, though. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, instead... Acknowledge the greats, and yeah. it might end up being one of them. Hell yeah. And on that note, I'm going to tell you, this is wrong! No, not like this! Not like this. I see it. This is wrong. Nothing I can do. He's got to run his course now. Do you got any uh, plot holes or continuity issues with this? I'll be real. I didn't really catch a lot other than just sort of like when 
And it's not even the big one, too. It's more or less when you got Stephen Wilkins burying the kid, and then you see uh, John Carpenter trying to get help, and he just kind of shakes, like, shrugs it off and goes back indoors. Uh, I felt like the time it took for Stevens to bury the kid's body in the time that we saw the whole scene play out in John Carpenter's house, I felt like it was a lot shorter. But I think that was just my, like, personal interpretation of, like, Steven burying the kid taking, like, about, like, half an hour, maybe, like, 25 minutes or so. Did he but dig that whole like, hole? Huh? Did he dig that hole during that time? No, he, yeah, well, he buried it. He patched it up. Oh, okay. I mean, that is one nice but, part about this movie is it's very, even though it's probably very hard to actually tie together all those stories, it still comes off as very well simple, which is nice. Yeah, like, it was a good blend of every story was independent, but also interconnected. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you would, like, when you would, like, shift between stories, it felt, like, organic, where it's like, all right, like, enough of that, because they're doing, like, random stuff you don't want to watch, so then we're going to go back to, like, the werewolf teens, or, sorry, chicks, and we'll go back to, like, John Carpenter, well, not even, well, John Carpenter was, like, the last bit, but. Yeah, but it's all the best parts, it's all the, yeah, all the action. no, no fluff. Mm Mm-hmm. I did have a problem with that school bus still being in the lake. Pretty unbelievable, but it's all right. <laughs> it made it look cool. Because well, I didn't even know it was a lake. It was like a rock quarry. So right. I thought it was just going to be like a fucking like dried out like canyon almost. Either way, the bus still being there? Come on now. <laughs> uh, I've also never seen like an elevator. At, I thought that was a cemetery, but I guess if it's a rock quarry, that makes sense. Yeah, for mining and shit like that. Yeah, but the bus being there? Nah, nah, nah. I ain't believing like that. Water, I mean, I guess like evaporation and shit over time, but like I, I feel like definitely the water levels of that were a lot deeper back in the day than it is now. So like, if they found the bus and it was fully drained out, why the fuck did they? Do you know any geologists or what's up? Do you know any like geologists geology? we could call it? Uh, I know a couple. Okay. Um, yeah, I can call one right now actually if you want me to. The, in terms of tropes, we like. A lot of it was intentional, so... uh. Yeah, uh, one trope that I saw that is probably debatable whether it was was meant to be tropey or not was just, like, the whole kind of fake-out scare that uh, Steven has when he gets back in the house and he's calling for Billy, and then Billy just kind of rolls up, and you get that loud music jump scare as he, like, peeks out of the corner and just screams at him. I don't even remember that. Don't even remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a really obnoxious jump scare. I like the trope of, like, the rom-com trope, that, but it was funny, like, they did it intentionally, where uh, before we find out she's a werewolf and she's walking all alone, what's, what's her name? In a pack Lori. Of, Lori, yes. Um, she's walking at a black party, and you see, like, all these, like, you know, in the rom-com, they're walk, when they're, like, single and they're walking down, they see all these people in love, and she's, like, seeing all these people that she <laughs> thinks are single, but then, like, one is, like, a girl pops out of a horse costume. It's like a two-person costume. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other is like she thinks she sees this like mm-hmm. big a built dude, and around. it's just a yeah. jacked girl turns around. <laughs> I, go, I like that. Yeah, no, that that was pretty funny. See, it was very cute. Too. Yeah, it's not like laugh out loud humor, but it's just like funny little things. There's it's chuckle. Yeah, there's a lot of it's that enjoy. Stuff. It's an enjoyable watch kind of thing. Or it's like, yeah, I like this. This is a good spectacle. My favorite thing, probably. One of the most favorite things they do is just kind of the whole anti-trope slash trope of like the virginal friend that is like Uh, modest and 
you know, all of her friends are like just super like DTF. She's like radiating like that pro tag or final girl energy. Yes. And, and it's like that. Yeah. Flips it completely on its head. And they're talking like virginal in terms of she hasn't like killed anyone yet, I'm guessing. Yeah. And she's Maybe. the predator. I mean, I'm guessing so. Mm. I love that. It's cool. It was really cool. They also did the, in terms of tropes, like the girl getting murdered in public at a party. Usually it's on a Halloween party when everyone's dressed up mm. and no one cares. Yeah. But that's all I got. I don't know if you got anything about that. No, I mean, that that's pretty much covered all the stuff I was thinking about, yeah. Well, we should probably talk about the ending. Yeah, uh, one final good fake out, to be fair. Because um, when you think that John Carpenter has, like, learned his ways, he's kind of repented almost it, in a weird sense. It's like, oh, he's trying to redeem himself by just celebrating Halloween. He's all bandaged up and shit, like a mummy, that one little girl called him. And then he gets a little knock on the door, and it's all eight of those kids ready to fuck him up. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, all right. Like, no one gets no one gets off loose. So, like... Here's the thing, though, and this can go to part of the sadistic part of Sam, where was he, like, because he basically forced his hand and made him realize he's got to answer trick-or-treaters, right? You know, because that's why he... You know, he's, yeah, that, to be fair, he, I think it was more of, like, he wanted to teach John Carpenter, like, yeah, like, dude, don't fuck around with Halloween, bitch. Yeah, and that's why he and starts give, answering the door to trick-or-treaters and giving them candy. Mm. And because of that, now that he's taught him that lesson, Sam knows those dead kids are coming. He was there, <laughs> and the dead kids come, so he comes to answer the door to give him candy, and then he's screwed. So it's all part of his puppet game. But dude, it's weird, though, because you, but you don't see Sam watching it happen. It's almost kind of like, all right, I'm going to leave you to your fate. He's there, because though. he sees... He, well, he's there, but then he, like, turns around and looks at the couple that we see in the very beginning in the movie. Well, because... he blows out the lantern. That wasn't his kill to steal, though, you know? Oh, it wasn't his kill to steal, but, like, you notice how he just kind of walks off. He's like, all right, I'm gonna leave it to them now. Because she starts talking smack about Halloween, so... Yeah, and then he's, he's, like, he's like, all right, bitch. This is a kill that I can actually take. No, you know, I'm not gonna be... <laughs> like, kill steal all me. That's the only kill he does in this movie, actually. True. Unless we're counting him as the puppet master, the top man of the Illuminati nope. pulling all the strings, dude. Nah, dude, he's he's just that one spectator in a cod lobby. I think what he was just doing was being a good like teammate and throwing the alley oop to the <laughs> to the, <laughs> to the dead kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah, he did he kinda did some pre work on him, like fucked up John Carpenter yeah. so he couldn't fight back. Exactly. Um, so with this, you had mentioned, oh, is there anything else you want to talk about the ending? Uh, you know, actually now thinking about it, do you think the kid showed up because he burned that picture of him because he was trying to forget about his past because he had like that kind of, do you think that's why they showed up actually? Cause why would they not show up, uh, any other Halloween all except for the one that like he fights Sam and then he burns the picture trying to like absolve his past because you know like how sam's all about like oh don't fuck around with the spirit of halloween he's probably guessing that like all that stuff is tied like that's why some like demon pumpkin thing just came after him because he killed these kids he hated halloween yeah because he killed these kids on halloween (laughs) well yeah but that's why like but he he doesn't care about the kids bro because he's like halloween spirit 
kill people. That's fine. He probably but thinks they're after like, him. He knows, dude. What's up? He knows Sam and the dead kids are connected because they are. Mm, it can't right, be just maybe. a coincidence. I'll, I'll give you that one. That's too much of a coincidence. He killed them on Halloween, and this Halloween thing comes and attacks but his sometimes ass. Sometimes coincidences just happen. Because man. the reason how it is. he doesn't celebrate Halloween, I'm pretty sure, is because he killed those kids on Halloween. I mean, what can you do, dude? I don't know. I did I think it was a very nice button. I'm, that could be kind of hard, but we got to do the opening and the ending very nicely. We basically say almost the same thing as the opening in a way, but now it all makes sense. It's awesome. It's actually very, yeah. very succinct, and it works perfectly. Ties it all together, finally, because yeah. then you see uh, the girls. You see Rhonda. You see everybody you see in the beginning of it. What did they call yeah. Rhonda again? What they call Rhonda? Yeah. Would he like a nickname? They yeah, they call her Rhonda something. Oh, dude, that I, I don't know. I'm way <laughs> over my head. Wow, I was just trying to get you to say Rhonda the retard. See, that's the thing. I didn't want to fucking pick that low hanging fruit, you bitch. <laughs> you God, really I didn't knew remember? You were trying to set me up for that. Wow, bro. I remember, but I, I thought you were trying to go with something else. Like, what was she dressed up as? And I'm like, what, a, a, a witch? So, cool. do you want to see Cold Trick or Treat? <sighs> you, you know, honestly, I feel like, to be honest, I, I feel like this movie's perfect as it is. doesn't really need a sequel. Um, But I guess I say this for every other fucking movie, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to have the same opinion. But I know every other movie, I'm like, I wouldn't want a sequel, but it'd be cool to have one. No, I, I just, I don't want a sequel for this. That's kind of how I feel, I think I would I wouldn't mind one. I like this guy's writing. And yeah, directing. I wouldn't mind it, but I'd be very uh, I'd be very suspect about this. I'd I would very kind of. There's no like lore to screw up or anything. Like it would just be another fun anthology. Yeah, but I I'm worried that like I don't know if it's in the same hands as the original guys. Then yeah, I would have faith that it wouldn't really deter the original by all means so it's weird because it lists the sequel as announced on imdb when i clicked on it it doesn't seem like it might have just just been announced for a long time because it says in Mm -hmm. 2009 doherty shared that he was in the early developments of writing trick-or-treat 2 but no pitches have been made the creator made it clear that fan interest and support was the driving factor behind trick-or-treat obtaining a sequel a few years later in 2013 doherty and legendary pictures Excuse me. Officially announced that Trick or Treat Two was happening, much to the delight of fans. Unfortunately, development stalled in the years that follows. Doherty signed on to direct, like we said, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, but claimed he hoped for Trick or Treat Two to be his next project. Then, in 2019, Doherty shared an update on the sequel in an interview via Comic Book Movie, revealing the possibility of it ever happening is still up in the air. So, this has been talked about for damn eleven years now. Kind of like, I don't know. I feel like he should capitalize on it, but he's also killing it. Like he's doing much bigger things now. So yeah, you know, and that's the thing because I mean, obviously he wants to do it. So I mean, if the drive is there, that he wants to make a sequel, and it's not really Hollywood forcing his hand. Then I, I wouldn't mind that. Then if it's like a passion project of his, yeah. And sometimes as opposed to just try to make bank from Warner Brothers or something. Yeah, it should be a passion project, and if it's like it would be because when a sequel is done, like. A year or two after, usually it's terrible. Yeah, then you know it's just getting pumped out, milked out, yeah. shit like that. It's been plenty long enough now, and like it would be just fun, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, on that note, we must send him back to whatever hell it come from. Rip Sam. Can't you stop this? Can't you call it off? Nothing can call it off. But I'm going to send it back to whatever hell it come from. So Rotten Tomatoes audience gives us a 71%. The tomato meter is 83%. And IMDb has it as a 6.8. That's pretty high for all of those. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This movie is below. off of like other scores and shit like that being like, what was uh, All Hallows Eve like a 4.2 or something on IMDb? They're all pretty low. This is definitely one of the highest all for sure. Late. Especially because wow, yeah. it ties in IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. They're both really high. Hmm. I mean, for good reason. Yeah, this movie's... Yeah, like, people love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I want to watch very, it every October. I'm very torn how to rate this. What are you thinking? Because I'll be real. <clears throat> um, I don't want to keep giving movies sevens and stuff. Uh... I don't think I rated All Hallows Eve a seven. I think I rated it like a, like a six point. I want to say six or six point five. Not too too sure, but I might have also given it a seven. I'm not. I'm not too familiar. But regardless, um, I feel like what this movie does as just an overall kind of like traditional October movie. It, in in a sense, I feel like it's a must watch for the month. You know what I mean? Like. It's just something you always have to see because it's always enjoyable. It's super rewatchable. Um, and especially if you can catch a dude that's never seen Trick or Treat, get his reactions on like all the like uh the fake outs. I almost forgot what they were called for a minute. Yeah, catching them on fake outs. Uh really, really nice. I think I'm gonna give this and I'm I'm gonna go pretty high. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Nice. Because I, I definitely feel like this experience, especially watching it for the first time, I was really, I'll be honest, oh, I, I was really tired starting this movie. I, th- I keep forgetting this is the first time you watched it. Yeah, and I, I was really tired and I'm like, fuck, I got to watch this movie. I got to check it out. And I started it and like not even like 10 minutes, I like I got invested and like I woke up and like I was fully focused on it and I was like, okay, shit. Like this is really good, and it it honestly just got me in the mood for October. Yeah, so it does definitely, that well. yeah. The, this movie has an effect. I'm giving it a seven point two. Seven point two. Yeah, right. um, pretty high though. Oh yeah, dude, I love this movie extremely. And I'm trying not to give, like you said, I don't think I've gave that many sevens, but I'm trying not to too. So that's why I try to throw the point in somewhere. But at some point, too, this movie, like you said, it's short in the best way. It moves, it moves, it moves. It just keeps going. And part of that is because it it's an anthology in the sense that it's different stories interconnected. But it really kind of is basically an anthology movie, which can be a real dud because a lot of times you have stinkers mixed in there. But this does it. It's hard to keep that narrative straight. Yeah. This one is better than a classic anthology that just goes one story and that one's done now we go to another story mm-hmm. there that switches back between them so it's just like very engaging fun and funny 
and like the one of the ultimate is might be I might go so high as to say like top three Halloween movies at this point. Oh, definitely. It's that like on brand for Halloween, which is crazy to say because you would think most horror movies it's straight to that. DVD. Yeah, horror movie. Yeah. Straight to DVD movie. This has underdog uh, backgrounds to under under underdog origins. Yeah, but it's really become like it's hard to get a gauge on it. But I feel like a lot of people have seen this movie. Definitely, if you're a horror fan, you've, yeah. you most certainly have heard of this at least one hundred percent. And like we've talked about too, it's timeless in the sense that I would have thought I would have probably guessed like I could even say as as new as like twenty sixteen or twenty eighteen. Like two thousand seven is wild. I'm pulling the Riley on this one. Like what? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Oh, this came out in two thousand nineteen. What? <laughs> Feel Fucking old yet? Old. Feel old yet, <laughs> bitch. Feel old yet? You're older than Sam and Trick or Treat. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Dude, and that that's the thing, too. This movie, uh, just watching it, I was like, wow, this looks like a movie trying to look old. Like how uh, Terrifier had that like film grain to it. It looked very, very nice and clean, but still definitely that kind of like weird, vintage like early 2000s kind of camera. Right. This felt the same thing, but... It was during that period of just like that that form of cinematography because it has that like level of just it's super clean resolutions all there but like it's perfectly encapsulated in that time period of early two thousands yeah and because it's super crazy you really feel like the Halloween vibes and you also feel like I said it looked a lot like when you're on that street it looks a lot like Haddonfield it reminds mm-hmm. me so much of another thing about the actual original Halloween. Just like I'm worse than you about bringing up Spider-Man. But uh, here we go, dude. They're both timeless. <laughs> they really are. Both those movies. Yeah, Spider-Man and Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, dude. Uh, so are we putting this in the House of Horrors? A thousand horrors? Oh, oh my God. Absolutely not. Damn, bro. Breaking my heart. <laughs> I'm voting yeah, yes, fuck it, fine. You don't think so? No, I said fuck it, fine. We'll throw what do you mean fuck it, fine? It's it's all right. It's an okay movie, dude. Damn, bro. I only, I only give it a seven point five. You know? I'm waiting for us to have. I mean, if we threw Slenderman in the movie in the House of Horrors. No, thing, I did not. How dare you? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Absolutely, dude. This is like you said, an extremely iconic movie in general for the prime month of horror. So you just have to like it's it's almost like a legal agreement <laughs> that we have to fucking withhold. Oh, I totally... Or uphold, rather. I'm totally on board with that. Um, Fuck yeah. You know, it's one thing. I might just have to shoot off the hip, dude, because I was supposed to ask you what episode we're doing next for... uh, Oh. (laughs) We didn't talk about it. So I got a little list of movies I I would want to do. I feel like I'll just throw in... Actually, you want to keep on the Halloween theme? Yep. Fuck yeah. Let's go. What do you want to do? Hack-O-Lantern. Hack O Lantern. Never seen it. That is going to be a quick Google search from me because <laughs> I swear to God, Hack O Lantern. Right? Yeah, and I know it's on Shutter. But when did it come out? It's old, I think. But we'll talk so about like, this. What are we talking uh, about? Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. No. How old are we talking? <laughs> wow, 
<laughs> uh, Interesting. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, that's right off the hip. And that's how it's done, folks. We're, this is no scripting here. If you can't tell no by here. the just hey. terrible pacing of this episode. And I want to apologize for being a little under the weather today. I'm, I'm definitely not cracking hilarious jokes like I normally am. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know and love all the just classic bits. I think, I you know what, Jordan, I'll be real. I think that's the funniest joke you've just said <laughs> in this entire on, podcast, you all know dude. the classic jokes, the catchphrases, the the giggles I'm spitting, dude. Come on. Hey, and you know what? Going from, from lols, giggles, and goofs, uh, if you guys got some funny jokes, funny memes you want to give us, uh, we have an email. Uh, you want to give them that email, Jordan? You tell them. Since you stepped all it over me, It is house dude. 1000, the number. No. It's house of... Oh, house of 1000 horrors, the number at Gmail. Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. And uh, please review Bomb uh, this episode and the many others we have coming in the future. Uh, but if you liked it, uh, give us a five star rating. Nothing in between. Jordan hates criticism. He will. Blow a gasket. Freak the fuck out, dude. Come on. You wonder the the fuck out. I I have been verbally assaulted. I've been physically harmed at my workplace, at my house. Jordan is insane. He's a fucking (laughs) apex predator. He will fucking rip me asunder. Uh, I've had to recover from multiple black eyes. I've never been able to sit down straight since Tuesday as of last week. I I think this all just needs to come out now, dude. You you are the uh, the Brian Singer wow. of our podcast. <laughs> oh, I, not all funny can be a one man, Jordan. Yeah, got to eat. The Brian Singer of the podcast. I hope that, oh, that's not dude. becoming a thing. By the way, hey, if I'm the slick goose, you got to be the Brian Singer, dude. Nah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll keep on with this Halloween theme for as long as we can without running out of movies. As long as October? (laughs) I don't know if there's that many, but we'll try. I mean, there's obviously like 11 Halloween movies or whatever. And we are seeing the Halloween kills on opening night. So, Dude, that is going to be very, very exciting. Stoked. All right. Well, I'm fucking hyped. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun. But it ain't been real fun. <laughs> what the fuck are you? All right, guys, we got to go. This is sleep deprivation at its prime. So uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Toodles. Hacko. 